Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to the Cookbook Circle podcast. I'm Victoria and I'm Hannah and simply put we review cookbooks. We take one book for each episode and both cook a couple of dishes then discuss what we liked, more likely what we didn't like and give it a rating out of five. Like all the best recipes, it's pretty simple. And if you love what we do, we're now on Patreon. This means if you'd like to support us, your subscription will help cover the podcast costs from the books themselves, the ingredients of what we cook, and in return you'll get some fun stuff. To find out more, visit our website, thecookbookcircle.com, or you can find the link in our show notes. Thanks, friends. Now for the podcast. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Wow, it's the Sorry. night time again. In the night, oh. <laughs> <It's>, yeah, <laughs> we're here so fucking weird, and the night makes us weird. Anyway, <laughs> hi Hannah. <laughs> hi Victoria, how's it going? <laughs> Good, thanks. You know, you, well you don't know. Um, well, <laughs> well you I do. saw you a couple of days ago. Yeah, that was can nice. You believe that, guys. We saw each other for the first time in like six months three months not sure how long it's been a while it was six months i think it was february since i came down the last time down over across across around Uh, lovely we ate lots of food we ate lots of great food uh and pastries what was your food highlight of my time there actually great question mine might have been that vegan croissant from not pharaoh the other place oh that cashew cream swell from bristol loaf bristol loaf that's the one yeah Yeah. who knew a vegan croissant could be so good yes and we both had vegan bammies and they were like so good just saving the planet one bite at a time (laughs) one bite at a time that was so irish (laughs) one bite at a time is our you know rock band of the week (laughs) rock band everyone (laughs) it's our guitar band of the week just turning into somebody's dad, you know? <laughs> what's um what's been happening? What are you liking, looking forward to, excited about? 
in the um, world of food world gastronomy of food. gastronomy <laughs> well first of all and i'm not going to dwell on this because i feel like i could be judged for it but anyway i've got an air fryer why would you be judged on that I don't everyone's know. got an air fryer uh, yeah the cost of living crisis is an energy the energy <laughs> cap is rising and you can cook your food in 90 seconds so <laughs> the, the energy cap is rising the ice caps are melting there's just lots of caps doing things um <laughs> There's a football joke in there, but I can't, I can't make that. I can't do no, it. No, I was struggling. Caps lock? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we need. The energy cap needs to be locked. Caps. See, that's Air fun. fryer. Have you made anything fun? D- no, okay. I've, I've literally made like chips and we're not, we're not, They're fun. we're not potato people in the house, right? We don't potato have... people. <laughs> this isn't a potato house. <laughs> not a potato house. We're a rice house, generally. That would be messy in the air fryer, wouldn't yeah. it? But no, but I will keep you posted on any fun things I make. I mean, there is a world of annoying TikToks that I can get into. Uh, and, you know, obviously I'm going to change my mind about rubbing my knife on on the top of <laughs> things. things. To, to show how crispy it is. <laughs> things being food, not food, just yeah, any old. Just... <laughs> like, rubbing your knife on top of, like, My scalps. baby's head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so crispy <laughs> i think we should have a feature every episode from now on which is like your air fryer you know tip of the week oh yeah things okay. that you can make i'll start this week and you know what i'm gonna say here but it's that the air fryer makes a mean cookie yeah i mean that's hannah's air fryer tip i can't wait to make cookies in it oh so good my sister has one in Abu Dhabi, and i made these obscene peanut butter and jam cookies from vice and we had some in the freezer and then you put them in the air fryer and they're the perfect crispy on the outside gooey on the inside consistency and they go from frozen to cooked in no time at all what more could you want literally nothing and it saves energy Uh, both yours and you know electricity wise exactly so i'm gonna be making cookies making cookies making cookies making cooking cookies um so that's fun. I will let you know next time what fun okay. things I've made. Um, great. In other news, mm-hmm. the Great British Bake... Sh- what? Bake Off? Bless you. <laughs> Easy for me to say. Um, I was going to say, I, well, the Great British Bake Off is coming back. And then I was like, Whoop. or the Great British Baking Show, if you're in other parts of the world. Because oh, that's yeah. what they call it. Um, so that's coming back in like like next week by the time this this episode goes out um in news of phrases that don't translate well did i tell you that the name of my great british bake-off blog was the great british takeoff where i would like do the professional <laughs> recipes if you want to put that on only fans or something <laughs> i wasn't taking off my clothes Sadly for you guys. But no, um, as in taking off something is like to make an impression, or, you know, to do an impression of. So I was doing the Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it must be an Irish thing. It's like giving out. You you Brits never understand the phrase giving out either. Like telling someone Yeah, you you said that a couple of times at the weekend. And I was like, I don't, I'm like, you know, I I understood it in... Blank face. In context, but not uh, (laughs) long. Yeah, anyway. Uh, Anyway, Bake Off. Bake Off's back next week and i think i don't know how you feel about bake off at this point i feel like it's kind of 
It may be entering the entering. Oh my god! Wow, I can't talk. Entering the end of its life. You know? Yes, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Great. Good podcast. <laughs> I don't love it anymore. What I do love is Noel Fielding. I love him in a much. comedy way. Uh, oh, comedy, you're... romantic. Oh, platonic. Every way. Oh, Vic's got a really judgy look on her face. <laughs> I, I, but it's Noel Fielding. I know that if you fancy him now, you fancied him since you were younger because yeah, you were probably did, a fucking. Yeah. Flight of the Concords man. Flight of the Concords? That's not him. Uh, Mighty Boosh. Mighty Boosh. Fucking weird. Not my my jam. That was weird. No, I didn't love that either. Anyway, um, what I was going to say about Bake Off is I like No Feeling, but its heyday was when Mel and Sue and Mary Berry was there and before Paul Hollywood got this weird, like, you know, developed into this weird, mean, Simon Cowell-esque persona and made the handshake yeah. a thing. It's not a fucking thing. It's just, like, grown out of nothing. And they made all the bakes, like, really weird and neat. Yes, they're so hard. So, yeah, I don't know. I'll still watch it. Yeah. I don't <laughs> Obviously. mind. Obviously. <laughs> Come back to hear our takes on it. Um, yeah, I feel the same. I think that Matt Lucas who's the new presenter alongside Noel Fielding, if you've not watched it. He's he's mean. He's a bit nasty to some of the, the cooks, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, I hate that. And I don't think... It, it, yeah, I think that a lot of... This happened last year, I think. A lot of the um, articles and stuff written about it said it was... It just gone... Yeah. It, its niceness had gone. And that's the whole yes. point of it, right? The, the camaraderie. The, like, it's in a tent. It's got this little, like, plinky-plonky... You know, it's very, like, British... Which I think is why yeah. people liked it. It was nice. Everyone made like scones and shit. But um, it's, yeah, like I said, the, the bakes are weird and hard. I think that it's too much. I say this every time and I've said this before on the podcast. The bakers are expected to be brilliant technically and also brilliant mm. at like presenting. Aesthetics. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and doing these big, you know, like icing sculptures oh. and all that stuff. And I just don't think that amateur bakers who have you know some of them have three four kids and a job can be good at both brilliant yeah. at both enough to get past a lot of these challenges yeah and you know i like to eat what i bake but i never really like how it looks and my theory is that you know things that look too pretty like too perfect end up tasting like shit because yeah. you have to use some kind of material in there that's like you know, like marzipan or, you know, fucking fondant or something oversweet. Yeah, there's definitely a reason why, like, some people have wedding cakes, right, that are made of literal polystyrene and then, like, decorated with icing. And they look, that looks beautiful, but the cake is not, you know, tenable. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so we'll wait and see about who and what that is going on. Maybe for our Patreon pals, Patreon we pals. do, like, a little... Whether it's a little post or a little video or something, we do our, you know, bake-off takes after take-offs. every episode or something. Bake-off, <laughs> bake off, <laughs> I feel like we should call it that. You know, bring that back. Thank you. Um, Thanks. And yeah, let's do that for our little Patreoni pals. Patreoni. Patreoni fans. <laughs> the bake-off, take-off. So, so but, but what are we talking about today? That's not... We are not. We are, we are not in Britain today. today, are we? We're back in Brooklyn, baby. Brooklyn, baby. And we've got two books for the price of one. Both 
you know, I, I haven't seen yours, you haven't seen mine, but oh, I, I lugged it all the way down to Bristol and you probably should have had a look. Yeah, literally, Hannah brought her book all the way to my house and obviously I have the, ho- I have the house. I also have the book that you I'm have, doing. Yes. <laughs> and on her way back to the station, I was like, probably should have looked at your book for this episode. <laughs> Oh, because now I'm going to tell you anyway, about tell it. Anyway, tell me about it. With great humour and detail. Anyway, it's Alison Roman. Yes. So, I think Alison Roman, arguably, might be the biggest, you know, best known chef that we've talked about this season. Do you think? Oh, this season. I was like... Oh, not ever, ever. No, no. No, no, no. We've had Delia no. Smith. Come on. Get... What did she say? <laughs> Let's, be well, Let's be having you. Let's be having you. God, I love it so much. Okay, let's talk Alison, right? Because, you know, I feel like we need to be we need to be snappy this episode because we've got two books to get through. And this woman, good Lord, there's so much content about her on the internet. Um, I'm probably not going to, no, I'm definitely not going to cover it all and, you know, Google her yourself. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, sorry. Anyway, so Alison Roman was raised in LA. She... I mean, of course. I'm going to try not to interrupt you, but God, I didn't know that, but she looks like she's from LA. Jesus yeah. Christ. I think I might kind of fancy her, right? Yeah. Like, I, yeah, you know, she's a babe. Her face, you know. not her, her. personality. <laughs> you're going to be like, you know, her, her elbows are horrific. <laughs> Only her face. Awful. Um, yeah. yeah, she's got kind of Cali girl vibes. Anyway, <clears throat> so she... Uh, yeah, raised in LA, she went to the University of California in Santa Cruz at the age of 19, where she was studying creative writing. Mm. Oh, no, she didn't go there at the age of 19. She went at normal age, but she left at the age of 19 oh, she's to pursue... Beauty school dropout. I don't know. To pursue... <laughs> pursue... Pursue... <laughs> That's the French for pursue, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to pursue a career in the food industry industry. So then she worked for six years in different restaurants around California as a pastry chef before she moved to I wanna be a part of it. New York, York New York. <laughs> You know, she did that classic coming of age thing, moving to New York. And where did she start working when she moved to New York? Just a little old place called Milk Bar, which we may remember from our David Chang, Momofuku episode. Miss Tozy. Miss Tozy. <laughs> Fingers and toesies. <laughs> Head, shoulders, knees and toesies. Knees and... <laughs> Alison, Roman, Christina, Tozy, Christina, Tozy. <laughs> They oh, God. worked together <laughs> and made some cakes. <laughs> I should have looked up if they have, you know, crossed paths. But there's so many things when you're looking up Alice and Roman, actually, where you're like, oh, shit, there's not enough detail about that. Or there's not enough. Yeah. Like, she's had such a career. So, yeah, she's working a milk bar. And then she started as a freelancer at Bon Appetit. Like our pal Molly Bass, our old other Brooklyn mm. friend. We need to go visit them both, but they wouldn't have us. <laughs> I feel so... like after this episode, maybe Molly would. But definitely Alison would. <laughs> so she started as a freelancer at Bon Appetit, and then she 
became permanent. She came became like um, senior editor or something. But <laughs> so yeah, just to she, confirm, she's like money here. Yeah, she's not been to culinary school. No. Okay. Not that I could find anyway. No, I'm, she. I don't think she has. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it was hard. This was hard looking at her because there was just so much content, right? And there's so much like um, kind of gushing pieces about her in like the New Yorker, in New York magazine, where you know it's like artsy photos of her yeah. in a camel coat, and it's like, what is this piece called? Um, Alison Roman just can't help herself, and it's about how like you know. The, she has the interviewer over to her flat in Brooklyn and it's a lot of like exposed pipes. She puts on some moody music and lights a candle and you're just kind of like, okay, I get it. She's a hipster. It, as part of that piece, actually, it's like, she's always a cook, often a writer, occasionally a performer. I don't know when she's a performer and never a pushover, even when she's getting in her own way. In a world where everyone feels the need to be excessively polite, she's excessively herself. That's a quote from one of her, like, I don't know, producers or video directors or something. The wankometer is high on this, so it's just, yeah. Um, and I'm guessing, sorry, I'm going to stop interrupting you, but no, I'm no. guessing all of these gushy articles and a lot of this stuff come pre the drama that I'm sure you're going to talk about and, you know, was basically her cancellation, right? Yes and no. I mean, yes, mostly before, but actually that New Yorker piece was after. It was 18 months after the incident. Uh, hashtag the incident. <laughs> so, okay. I mean... Car- please carry on. <laughs> it, you could have a whole section on her, like, hashtag viral recipes. So the first one to go viral was hashtag the cookies. So that was actually from this book, 2018. Yeah, these chocolate... Salted chocolate chunk shortbread. We've both made them, right? They're so good. They're a great cookie. They're my favorite cookie. Are they your favorite cookie? Maybe That's to ma- maybe to make. Uh, ma- not yes. not of all time, but like to to yeah. make. Yes, I think they are. Mm. I feel like they might uh, go back to them all the time. Anyway, yeah, they're great, right? Because it's a very short dough, and then you roll the kind of um, cylinder of dough in like demerara sugar, don't yes. you? Yes. And there's chocolate chunks and then you slice them and you sprinkle salt on and you bake them. They are. They are superb. And you can totally tell that she... Actually, in general, I think I prefer her pastry recipes to savoury across the board. But, so yeah, they're massive. And then months later, she joined New York Times cooking as a regular columnist. Right. So that was obviously the hook for her. Uh, And that was after this book, so Dining In. So she does Dining In and then becomes New York Times cook cooking columnist other hashtag recipes that went massive were the stew which was like this chickpea turmeric uh, coconut milk thing have you made that no i've made that it's nice uh it's nice you could probably you know call it some kind of dal if you wanted but yeah i've read pieces on how it's just a dal and everyone is just like why the fun and it's stupid you know whatever there's a whole bit on like cultural appropriation yeah, yeah 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 Um, we don't have enough time in the world and then the last one that went big was in 2020 and it was or the most recent one it was the pasta and that was New York Times cooking's biggest recipe of the year most visited recipe of the year and that's where you have you made that one I don't know if I know what what 
what one that is that was the caramelized shallot pasta you chopped i made it once you chop a ton of shallots down you you yeah caramelize them and then you put in like a a whole tin of anchovies i think and then tomato yeah tomato puree that's your sauce and i can't remember if you put in some like pasta water or whatever and then uh, i think it was bucatini that she said but i think i used spaghetti it was everywhere it was huge yeah 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 i think i do remember it and i guess it was nice during lockdown right because it was um real like store cupboard stuff you would have all that crap there and then so basically then she got herself in a little bit of trouble so she was doing an interview where she ironically she was discussing her own capsule collection of cooking tools but at the same time started berating two people for peddling branded merchandise. Those two people were Chrissy Teigen, whose mother is from Thailand, and Marie Kondo, who's Japanese. She said some insensitive things, and then uh, Chrissy Teigen wrote this long thread on Twitter to talk about how hurt she was as someone who genuinely loved everything about Alison, and it blew up. Like it, it, she had, Teigen has more than 12 million followers, so... Then uh, Alison Roman apologised, saying that her white privilege had played a role in her making these remarks and and it had played a role in influencing her initial reaction when she was criticised on social media. I can't remember. I don't think, yeah, I think at the beginning she didn't react that well. Her column on New York Times was put on temporary leave, the intention to be reintroduced at some point in the future. Well... Then I have here that in December 2020, she announced that she was leaving New York Times to begin a new chapter elsewhere. A rep from the paper said that she decided to move on from New York Times and we're thankful for her work with us. Shortly after that kind of incident as well, she, the whole Bon Appetit thing blew up, which we spoke about before. And she was kind of embroiled in that, wasn't she? Remember that podcast Mm. reply all which ironically then came under its own issues for the same thing. Yeah, so the podcast was never finished, so we never got to the end of it, but she was very much... Her name came up a lot, didn't it? because it was like all these people of of descent from like various minorities and they weren't getting... They were doing all the grafting, coming up with all these great recipes and then getting none of the credit and all the white people were basically like rising up at Bon Appetit and getting all the pay rises and recognition and Alison Roman's name kept coming up but then when it all blew up and it became public she then lent her voice in support of them which was only weeks after this whole thing with Chrissy Teigen and Marie Kondo and she was like basically implied that there was a reason that she'd left Bon Appetit and it was because partly because of this injustice. Yeah I feel like it was never in that in that situation it was never clear that she was doing anything derogatory or or mean-spirited towards people of color it was more like she was getting promoted ahead yeah, of them and and they were doing all of the recipe testing and for, for her recipe yeah. so it, it was never made clear that it was her in the wrong or it was likely further up the chain but she was benefiting from that in a very serious yes, way agreed i think yeah it was just more kind of a comparison thing right um she says elsewhere, though, that she decided to quit Bon Appetit during a meeting for a Thanksgiving issue. It implies because she was just really bored of the kind of seasonality of a lot of food writing. Um, mm. So she, the quote is, everyone was shitting on every idea. How do we make it new? How do we make it different? And I think she just got, like, really fed up. 
Now she has a YouTube channel called Home Movies that launched in 2021 and it's quite like artsy and cool. I think she releases a new video every week. She continues to share recipes through social media. She's got a Substack newsletter called A Newsletter. I feel like that's like classic hipster and minimalism, isn't it? <laughs> what am I going to call it? Then yes, letter. And then what's weird is, and I'm wondering if anyone who's listening can help find out what happened here. But like in January of this year, CNN Plus, which is their subscription streaming service, announced that she was going to join as host of a brand new, brand new, highly opinionated and never finicky cooking show for CNN and then I just can't find anything about it anywhere but it was due to go live in like spring of 2022 maybe I missed something online but yeah if anyone knows anything about that let me know maybe I don't I'm just I was gonna say maybe it's something to do with her Substack or her YouTube because I feel like I logged on to her what you know I looked at her Substack earlier of which I'm not a subscriber, but it says Alison Roman has tens of thousands of subscribers. So I'm sure I read something once about how much income she must make monthly yeah. from that. And it is insane. It is. Like she didn't need a New York Times column. She didn't n- now, no. right? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of a, a whistle stop tour of her career. She, the first book she did was actually kind of like a mini cookbook. And I don't think it, I don't know if it like qualifies in its own right, but it was called Lemons and it was 20 recipes dedicated to lemons, believe it or not. And then she did this one, which is Dining In, which I'll be talking about today. And then she did Nothing Fancy, which you're going to be talking about. And then she's got another one coming out next year called Sweet Enough, a baking book. Oh, that is her book? Yes, which I think would be great because I have things to say about this book. But the baking section is great, or it looks great, mm. and I think bacon's her thing. I feel like another recipe of hers during lockdown that went kind of viral was that lemon turmeric cake, was yes, it? Yes, I did that. Which is from this book, which is from Nothing Fancy. Ah. I noticed it was in here. Um, I feel like there was a time when like everyone was making that yes. as well. I made that, and it's very good. It's just good. Just damn good. She's a good pastry chef, man. But anyway, yeah. Should you go first? Should I go first? Should you go first because it's first? It was first, or yeah, I'll talk about I'll talk about my first impressions of dining in. Um, <laughs> guys, Vic already knows that I'm a bit pissed off with this book, and I don't know why that is. I think there's a number of reasons. Mostly, it's really it's quite meaty and fishy and it's really hard to find anything that doesn't have some and I fucking hate dill and there's dill everywhere in this so I even had to leave it out of one of the recipes that I made I only made two things because oh. that's all you can get in Brooklyn they just grow dill everywhere you just walk around the streets there's dill growing so they have to fronds of dill everywhere her and, her and Molly just picking all the dill her and Molly just frolicking in the dill fields of Brooklyn <laughs> Uh, sorry it's a beautiful this is a beautiful looking book it's a very trendy like cool cut a photo on the cover of quite white and like hands you know dipping into plates and stuff which is not dissimilar to nothing fancy right is the yeah. cover f- let me see yours i'll show you get ready 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah, they're basically the same. Yeah, like, big white big border. White border. <laughs> yeah, but this is all caps dining in, and you've got lower caps. Yeah. Nothing fancy. Um, Sexy. And I've got her like wiping the plate with her bare hands with her perfectly manicured red nails. Anyway. <laughs> so the premise of this book is, uh, you know, eat at home. She likes eating out, but she also believes in cooking for at, at home and that like. What a hero. Yeah. But to be fair, I've said shit like this before that often I feel a bit hard done by if I go out and pay like, you know, whatever amount of money for a meal. And actually, if you spend the same on loads of great ingredients and cook for a couple of hours at home, you'd have something good. But that's just me. Well, no, it's just me and Alison, you know, we're just <laughs> those kind of gals. Peas in a pod. She says, here you'll find a collection of recipes that are neither obnoxiously aspirational nor so obvious that you'd wonder why you bought this book. But they'll fall somewhere delightfully in the middle, full of advice that will help you to become a better cook along the way. But yeah, so basically my moment of disappointment was I had all my sisters come into London. I was very excited, all being three. And it's quite a lot one of, of sisters. them was a that's a lot of Ireland, isn't it? One was arriving before the other, so I was going to cook her dinner, Rachel. And I was like, oh, I'll just look to this book for something to make. And I was just like, I, I wasn't seeing anything. I wasn't like really inspired. Every t- time I opened one that I thought would work, there was meat or something in it. And then other stuff was just a bit meh. Yeah, some of the ingredients piss me off. They're mm-hmm. not easy to get. It veered between, like, meaty and too simple. Or meaty or fishy and too simple. And I was just a bit, like... (laughs) 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 It was the perfect opportunity for me to make something nice. And I just felt like all the vegetable dishes felt like sides. Yeah. And I was just... Anyway. What were your first impressions? (laughs) Of my book or yours? Of your book. I'll be honest, Pam, exactly the same. Oh, really? Yeah. So this book, Nothing Fancy, which I keep trying to call... Lives up to the name. Yeah, honestly. So she, so this is all about, like, having people over, right? She's. It's not, a, it's not an entertaining book, even though it's an entertaining book. Spoiler alert. Um... So she says it's like, it's unfussy food, unfussy vibes. Uh, oh, vibes. Yeah. But, oh my God, this talking about vibes. What? Let, let me, the whole fucking thing reads like a meme. Like, <laughs> honestly, like she, she's like, she writes these paragraphs, you know, at the beginning of recipes or at the beginning of chapters. And, and it's just like, da, 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 da. thank you for coming to my TED talk. Da, da, da. And I was like, oh my God, like, just relax stop trying to go viral like we get it you've been viral and look i am the first to say that i love alison roma's recipes i've made a lot of them there's yes i I love the cookies i love yes she has like a uh buttery pasta thing right uh, pasta sauce that you just like you like crush tomatoes anyway put it in the oven for ages it's beautiful lovely um and she was one of our passwords yeah for one of the cookbook circle things you know hackers come at us but we loved her yeah and you know i'm not saying but it's just it's just it's it's exactly the same as you say so she she says it's for having people over that shouldn't be a chore it should be a you know 
it should be quick, quick not quick but easy you shouldn't be stressed about it yeah. you can do like fun things that are like simple quote-unquote unfussy and she says it's not a entertaining book but it's a way to feed more people this thing she refuses to call it entertaining she recalls it having people over i read that in one of the things and that's fine i mean if you happen to call it that that's totally fine but don't make it like a personal policy yeah. just to... it's all just um <sighs> and so she splits it so the book is split into what she thinks are the five key components of having people over and that is snacks yeah. but never call them canapes or hors d'oeuvres uh, yeah, read that. Salads, mains, vegetables, and sweet things. Right? Okay. Um, are the mains all the meaty? The mains are or entirely meaty. There is not... Mm. I'm just looking down now. Because I also had a moment where I'd cooked one thing, and then I had some people coming for lunch, and one of them was a veggie... Uh, and I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll knock something off from this book. It'll be great. I can, yeah, literally nothing, literally nothing. That I'm, I ended up making the beans from Molly, literally. like <gasps> for them, because it's the perfect thing for like, yeah, anyway, anyway, that's for another day. But yeah, I can ricotta, <laughs> there's, she's got ricotta stuffed shells with burrata mushrooms and herbs. Big pasta, lots yeah. of pasta recipes. Uh, there's not that many in here, but um, yeah, basically nothing all of the vegetable recipes are sides yeah but yeah it just it's a bit it's very meaty also she calls it unfussy and simple and stuff but it, the, the the um ingredients lists run to like almost a whole page for most of the things oh really it's not stuff you're just gonna have like lying around like no i had to get gochujang for one of mine and could i find it anywhere for some reason even though it's like the the coolest thing at the moment i couldn't find it anywhere but yeah. it's just i don't know it's same radicchio rock melon persimmon shit that's hard to find yeah. I, I mean definitely sure out of season but like still even so it's not your bog standard stuff no we're not a budget cookery podcast of course but none of this stuff is cheap it's all like particularly for the salads and vegetables and and the meat like you know she wants butcher steak with dried trillion salted peanuts Oof. also this is another thing that like annoys me she's trying to go viral she has a whole thing called sausage party <laughs> which is about sausages like okay <laughs> like you don't love a sausage party <laughs> i mean look i'll have a sausage all day uh i love all the different types of sausages um <laughs> particularly beef hot dogs we don't get those enough here uh oh i didn't know that was a thing <laughs> yeah, yeah i know what you mean yeah so it's a beautiful book that it does have some really nice recipes in it but it's absolutely crap for vegetarians and you and i think you're right about the simple the simpleness of some of these particularly with the vegetables like yeah um hard roasted spiced cauliflower is just like three things like with cauliflower in the oven um yeah and there's like this i had it open to this page before but like there's a leek recipe where you kind of burn the leeks and that's basically all you do <laughs> and it looks so bad <laughs> but yeah i just think yes don't buy it if you're a vegetarian either of these books i guess same yeah same do I... you want to talk to us about what you cooked yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. 
But no, the, the listeners are just going to be like, wow, these guys are... Look, we, it's another 8pm record, but we're just... The energy isn't here when it comes to Ms. Roman. I made two things. One was because uh, I get a little thing called the odd box. I'm not sure oh, if you've heard, heard of that. it. No. <laughs> I literally just got an email while we were recording saying your odd box has been delivered. And I was like, ooh, I wonder <laughs> what's in it. <laughs> It came with a load of beetroot and we've said this before, but it's always hard to know what to do with beetroot. Tempted as I was to return to Mirasota East, knowing that she has loads of beetroot recipes in there. Alison Roman has one for vinegar roasted beetroot with spring onion and yogurt. Doesn't she love vinegar? Loves vinegar. Loves acid, I think, yeah. in general. Yes, yes. Um, Lemons, vinegar. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, That's yes, a real yes. North American thing, I think. Like, I've, I feel like a lot of the US and Canadian chefs that I've seen, like, talk a lot about acid. And it's fair, don't get me wrong, but it's just, like, you know, to the point of being, again, like a personal policy. Anyway, so, this is, um, <laughs> I mean, these are meant to be baby beetroot, in brackets, beets. She loves brackets, it too, eh? Doesn't she? I feel like she can't go a, a paragraph without, like, a side a note. Little aside. A little yeah. Like, it's almost... Um, off-putting. <laughs> Imagine. Imagine being put <laughs> off by her. Um, co- it's constant. Like, in this one... Uh, I don't, I, for anyone looking for tips on how to fold linen napkins or create floral, floral arrangements, I'm not your girl. I don't have any clever hosting tips and I will not teach you the secrets to mood lighting. Brackets. I told you, this is not an entertaining book, but also candles. Close brackets. <laughs> And it's shit like that. And like, anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, so this is baby beetroot or beets. I just had regular sized beetroot. I cut some of them up. Um, white vinegar, olive oil, salt and pepper, uh, spring onions, Greek style yogurt, lime juice, dill. Left that smelly little herb out <laughs> over there. It's so stinky. Anyway. I love it. So you put it on the oven. <laughs> put on the oven quick <laughs> go I'm going I'm going to get my odd box and put the oven on you divide the beetroot into two groups and place each set on separate large pieces of foil I'll never know why they need to be separated those two groups of beetroot <laughs> I don't know what they were going to do if I put them together but I went along with it anyway so it would be really nice to have just you know a rationale for these things. But anyway, you drizzle each set of beetroot with a tablespoon of vinegar, oil, salt, pepper. You wrap them tightly so it creates like a little steam packet. And then you roast them for... It took about an hour for me for them all to be cooked through. And then you're meant to peel the beetroot. I didn't really bother because the skins were like fairly thin and mm. I'm lazy nobody likes to peel a beetroot anyway you end up with it in your nails for the next six weeks yeah she's, she does say to be fair using a paper towel or a tea towel you don't mind staining forever peel the beetroot then you heat the remaining tablespoon of oil in a large skillet and then you put spring onions in and you like char them over the heat yeah until they're like charred and brown or black or whatever and then in a different bowl you combine the yogurt lime juice and you season that with salt and pepper spoon that on the bottom of a platter or a bowl or whatever so you've got the yogurty bit on the base beetroot and then you put the spring onions on top of there and the dill if you're using it and it was Mm -hmm. fine 
It was fine. I was missing some crunch, like as in some like some right. toasted like hazelnuts or something yes, might have been nice there. Or something, yeah. Yeah, maybe some spice, some like a little bit of heat somewhere would have been good. It was it was fine. It was fine. I I didn't love it. I don't think I would make it again. <laughs> 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 it was just I made it because I had all the things right so it yeah. was just like grand a little kind of lunchtime veggie thing fine but um, I would build on it yeah maybe put some nuts or whatever on and some flatbread to maybe scoop it up yeah. into or something it has the beginnings of I don't know some kind of Ashlengi yeah, combination sure. but it's just missing a bit more of the other stuff and then the second thing that I made was, except I changed basically all of the ingredients, was the <laughs> frozen blackberries and labna with honey. Ooh. Um, so this, there was just tons of raspberries and strawberries around, like really cheap because it was summer. And she does say that you can use fresh blackberries, raspberries or hulled and quartered strawberries. So I used a mix of raspberries and strawberries. And this is essentially like a loaf cake, like a yogurty ice cream kind of frozen loaf cake thing yeah sounds really nice it is it's good so it's really again in this book at least it's probably only ever at least on the recipes that i looked at like six seven ingredients the berries honey double cream labna or greek style yogurt and a pinch of salt you basically just like line a loaf tin with cling film and then you cook the fruit and some honey until in a just in a pot until they've kind of reduced down into like a jammy kind of consistency and then you let them cool and then you whip the cream Fold in the labna or the Greek yogurt, some more honey and a bit of salt, which is nice. And then you fold the berries into that mix, barely, she says, maybe three or four times, leaving large streaks of berry throughout. And then you put that into the loaf tin. You smooth the top and then you put the loaf tin in the freezer until the mixture has firmed up about two hours. She says this is best served around the two, three hour mark. But she also says if it sits longer, then take it out for like five or ten minutes to soften up. Or like do it a week in advance. So yeah, it makes just like a kind of ice cream cake loaf thing. Nice. How was it? It was nice. Yeah. The, the sum of its parts. Kind of like a frozen Yogurt. eaten mess yeah. without, the, without the meringue. Yeah, it was good. I still have like a ton of it in my freezer because you're not going to eat all that, right? Uh, I don't even think I've taken a decent photo of it. So I better get onto that pretty soon. <laughs> good it's a nice summer dessert but i think like, your enthusiasm again... for these recipes <laughs> low it's unusual for me i think i always try to be really nice but like i would like like a serving suggestion or something yes. like I was you know say, could you make it into a cookie could you serve it with a cake like what, what's yeah the, what's the i think vibe? you're meant to just serve like a slice of it you know but um if she said like hold back some berries and serve it with them or like hold back you know drizzle over like a coolie or something like that then you'd have a better idea but now it's just like me at nine o'clock opening the freezer and taking a (laughs) slice out of there (laughs) when you're feeling sad just go at it with a spoon (laughs) if you're angry at the rest of my book go comfort you by opening the freezer 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So yeah. They were the two things that I cooked. <laughs> All right. Should I tell you what I cooked? Yes. What did you cook, Victoria? I hope it went better than mine. <laughs> so I cooked two things, one of which I had to cook twice because it was a fucking disaster the first time. Uh, but I'll tell you about that later. The first thing <laughs> that I cooked was uh, coconut braised chicken with chickpeas and lime. Oh. It's a stew. She loves a fucking stew. Um, uh, she said, <laughs> "She says this chicken stew is sort of having an, an identity crisis." Brackets. Is it cow soy inspired? Tikka masala leaning? It's not tikka masala leaning. Wait, why is there Korean chili paste in this recipe? Close brackets. But I can assure you, it's very happy living its best life. Uh, meme in. As whatever fusion cuisine this is. Before you ask, yes, this can be made in a pressure cooker. I wasn't going to ask. Um, like, you know, let's cut to the end. This was nice. But also, it says it serves four to six. And it's the biggest thing. I, oh, like, no I literally had to put tea towels around my uh, casserole dish because it was, like, coming out of the sides when it was cooking. It's so much. So you, you need... 1.8 kilograms of bone-in skin on chicken. Right. That's a lot. It is a lot. Almost two kilograms, which obviously you know that. Um, well, 1.8 uh, is close to two, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Um, so you you sear the chicken, you know, like render the fat off yeah. that, about 10 minutes. And then you take the chicken out, add garlic and onion to the pot, and then uh, you add gochujang, which I couldn't find. So, I went to a million shops. So I used... She does say you can use tomato paste. I, oh, that is not the same. No, it's not the same. But I ended up using uh, like a smoked tomato paste that I found oh, in nice. M&S. Which I've used before, actually. And it's really nice. Uh, yeah. So add gochujang, ginger, turmeric, cumin seeds and chili flakes and cook until the mixture is caramelizing on the bottom of the pot. So that makes like a nice... You can imagine that looks like a nice like paste with all those bits mm -hmm. really nice it smells amazing da, da, da. so then you add the coconut milk two tins wow so all that chicken two tins of coconut milk return to a simmer return the chicken to the pot and add the chicken the chickpeas two tins wow uh, it's getting busy in there salt and pepper place the lid on walk away for at least 45 minutes my my pot was very very full 
at this point uh and, and that's not a euphemism and that's not a euphemism it was i had to you know as we know i've just had my kitchen done and i did not want turmeric staining my fucking uh, oh yeah no tops. way so i was like padding around the thing um i was like i can ruin a tea towel uh so 45 minutes after 45 minutes you remove remove the lid and keep letting it simmer for another 20 to 25 minutes and you add some fish sauce right and then you serve it alongside the room. So you leave a little bit of like raw onion, coriander, cr- some crushed peanuts and some lime and boom. So it's like a coconutty chicken chickpea stew. It's it's nice. nice. Again. Kind of South Indian-y kind of flavors. Yeah, she, she's right. Like, you know, why have you got fish sauce and gochujang? That's yeah. kind of strange. Um, like I said, it's not tikka masala leaning at all. Um, is that just because she's got like turmeric and gin? I don't know. Um, but yeah, coconut milk. It, but it works. It's absolutely delicious. Like, it's really yeah. nice. Okay, um, good. I yeah. think I could have left it like, you know, on the simmering away for another 10 or so minutes but it was very late at night by this point um we all just wanted to eat uh it was nice it was too big like i don't understand like who has a pot that big like i got some pretty big pots and that is not a euphemism either (laughs) and (laughs) also same thing as you no serving suggestion i had no idea what to yeah i made rice in the end um i was gonna make her she has like a turmeric rice in here which sounds really loves nice but turmeric. I just, yes loves turmeric uh but doesn't but i just didn't have time in the end um because i was gonna serve it in a very non-traditional way with whatever it is with her and wait for it garlic <laughs> bread which the name of the recipe is a better garlic bread slashed caramelized garlic on toast with anchovies wow so this is what was turned into a disaster Oh no! So I fucked up garlic bread. Is what I'm telling you. But um, first of all, it's absolutely not better. Just buy it. Twenty five p in the shop in it, like for a, a, a whole baguette of, of garlic bread, and it is absolutely not better. Um, it's 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 the most average garlic bread I've ever eaten, probably. And it took it takes over an hour to make oh mate no 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 <laughs> and i made it twice because oh, i fucked shit. it up so what you do is you you have a whole garlic bulb and you separate yeah. the cloves crush them chop them oh, oh no God. you just crush them you just crush them but peeled okay. obviously um and what you do is you put the garlic and the olive oil in a pot over a medium heat until the garlic starts to okay. audibly sizzle, and right. then you turn the heat to the lowest. As opposed to a quiet, well, I don't know. And there's no such thing as a silent sizzle, but silent sizzle is a great band name. Silent sizzle. <laughs> so you have your audible sizzle, and then you turn it down to the lowest possible setting, and continue to cook until the garlic is totally tender and golden brown. Fifteen to twenty minutes. Oh. <laughs> That was the gin tin that I've just finished <laughs> drinking, falling over. It's um, been a hard week, pals, and it's yeah, only Wednesday. It's only Wednesday. <laughs> um, so you do that. So the first time I made this, I burnt the garlic, basically. 
about the garlic. I hate that. Because it's very easy to do. Garlic is very easy to burn. Um, Yeah. I I followed everything to the letter, but it it burnt. So it was already ruined, but I carried on with the recipe. Anyway, so once you've done that and you've got your golden brown garlic, which I managed to do the second time, you add a whole tin of anchovies. Okay. Drained. Uh, Was that you or the anchovies? (laughs) Drained. <laughs> she doesn't say to cut the anchovies up but i did because um you're going to spread it on bread uh and then you put all of that oil mixture mm-hmm. into a bowl with 125 grams of butter yes but that's Mix not that unusual together. right because garlic if you're making garlic bread from home oh yes i don't know why you've cooked the garlic though because Okay, finish the oh, recipe. Because finish it's, the recipe. it's a better garlic bread. It's caramelized garlic on toast with anchovies. Um, it's not caramelized. So, yeah. So then you add that to <laughs> butter and some chili flakes, and then you smash everything together so that the garlic cloves break down, and everything turns into a delicious creamy paste. Does it ever get to a delicious cream? Does it ever get to paste? No. There's too much oil for it to be a paste. In my humble opinion never got to i I did it twice and it never went to a paste could not you have (laughs) just mushed up some butter garlic anchovy and chili like raw not cooked any of that and then put it on the bread what how do you sorry i keep interrupting i just no that's it i have no it basically just says add it season with salt and pepper god knows where you need to put salt when you've got a whole fucking tin of anchovies in there um (laughs) <laughs> and then you cut a baguette uh lengthwise and then you add it to the baguette letting it really soak in yeah and then what and then you bake it until they are yes! the until their edges are golden brown with soft and supple centers brackets <laughs> the only time i use the word supple remove from the oven and sprinkle with flaky salt more fucking salt and parsley if using not dill so not dill so yes to my mind i've made mm-hmm. many a garlic bread from home when you don't have any and you just you, you want something and you have every, all the ingredients and all you ever do is smush up garlic chopped garlic or whatever with normal cold butter spread it on the bread in whichever you know way you want to do it with the little like hasselback style or you want to have it or whatever and then you put it in the oven so what is to be gained from cooking the garlic with the anchovies and oil and extra shit when it cooks in the oven anyway essentially right and and then you don't have to, you don't risk burning it i don't know if there's such a thing as caramelized garlic i agree with you on every single level of this i think that maybe if you roasted the garlic yes that may add something like the way they do on instagram at the moment where it's like a whole head in the tin foil and you squeeze it yeah 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 yeah. yeah 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 if you did that i think it would be delicious you could add you could still add the anchovies yes um great she loves a fucking anchovy doesn't she sorry but so do we sorry. i don't mean to swear we do we do we do we do um and she does have a recipe in this book for like potato chips and anchovies like that's the re- that's the recipe that's it that's the um, tweet <laughs> that's it that's the tweet that's a probably her paragraph um so the first time oh, i made this i'd already messed up the bread the butter um, and then I burnt the bread in the oven because I wasn't paying attention because I was paying attention to my oozing stew. <laughs> 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 <On the paper. laughs> 
last euphemism of the episode, friends. So absolutely do it. If you've got this, if you've got this book and you, or you buy this book, I don't know why you would off the back of this episode. Um, uh, don't make the garlic bread. Um, bonus recipe from me. Oh, is good. that, as I've said before in this episode, I like generally, I think this is the thing. This is why I'm upset with this book because it's kind of let me down because I've been such mm. a fan of her recipes before. Yes. yes. Um, and she so. She was our password. <laughs> yes. Uh, I hope we've changed that password uh, mm, today. But previously I have made her this recipe in this book called sticky chili chicken with hot and sour pineapple and that shit bangs okay i, I was gonna make it again but yeah. unfortunately um the person my friend carly who was coming who I was making it for who was, was who i made that pineapple thing for <laughs> and i didn't want to be like i'm a one-hit wonder i'm only making you one thing but that is really good you basically just marinate chicken and pineapple or chicken and pineapple in red wine vinegar sambal paste fish sauce chili flakes lime juice for fucking ages uh Mm. she says at least sambal yeah like a a sambal indonesian yes i think it is but you know as i as my eye wanders over the contents here i just think so many niche ingredients yes you know oh my god so many um, I, I remember at the time I couldn't find that, and I, and I was living in London, and I and I couldn't find it in my Asian supermarket, so I used a different something a bit different. She does say or oh, other chili paste, but like mm. sambal has a certain taste to it, right? Like yeah, same as gochujang, like it's yeah, right. I don't think you could put gochujang in this. Anyway, that's really nice, and I guess okay. that recipe is available elsewhere. Um, and she does say you can eat that with a pot of rice. That was delicious. Anyway, yes. Yeah. So I'm disappointed. My, yeah. that, the thing with chicken and chickpeas was nice, but just so big. We ate it for about three days afterwards. Um, <laughs> you are chicken and chickpeas. You are one. I am. I was close to... Um, oh, I was skipping ahead there to the next section. But <laughs> I was going to say there's a cocoa banana bread recipe in here oh. that I was going to complete your little you know, banana bread trend and make that and but then i didn't <laughs> i don't really love chocolate and banana together if i'm honest i feel like you are a big believer in not just adding chocolate for chocolate's sake would oh, you say oh 100 do not yeah. believe it it's quite strong it's quite overpowering my sister Ursa says this and she's right when chocolate is adding to something then that's all you it's can taste. Chocolate. Yeah, it's yeah. chocolate. Like, it's never like, ooh, a hint of chocolate. No, the main thing is yeah. chocolate. That said, there is a chocolate tahini tart with crunchy salt in here. That sounds really good. That does sound good. Some of my favourite things. No, just tahini and salt. Um, there's these buttered recipe hand... Recipe? Buttered raspberry <laughs> hand pies recipe that sound really good too. Brown butter buttermilk cake. Sounds that sounds nice. nice. Uh, you'll note that a lot of these are the sweet things that I'm <laughs> yeah. interested in. There's um, roasted sweet potatoes with hot honey browned butter. That sounds nice. Hot honey browned you... butter sounds like what I call you when we're not recording the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of our OnlyFans. <laughs> There's um, 
a roasted tomato and anchovy bucatini. Again, like, just make it spaghetti and then we, we can all buy it, you know? Start making it this niche spice black lentil. Oh, that might be the... That roasted tomato and anchovy bucatini might be my... That pasta that I love to make. Oh, is it? Oh, maybe. Hot honey brown butter. <laughs> Any that you wanted to make from Nothing Fancy? Yeah, there was quite a... F- you well a little bit what i thought you know that i've got a lot of bookmarks i bought this well i say i bought the stuff she has a recipe for let me find it let me find it um oh yeah shishito peppers with yuzu kosho right i'm sorry yeah i know (laughs) so i don't know what a shishito pepper is but they looked a lot like uh padrone peppers gotcha yeah yeah so I was like, I'll just buy some of those because they sell them in Lidl. And uh, so and with yuzu kosho, which... She is, loves this. She, she talks about this a lot. But I don't know if I know what it is. I know I what a yuzu is, but... Yes. So kosho is the Japanese yeah. word for like pepper. Okay, okay, okay. So it's like a... I have some... I have loads in the cupboard because I love it. It's yeah. so good. And I'm glad that she has... That's why I was like, oh, I have it. I could make... It's like literally just those two ingredients, maybe with a bit of... Um, I don't, can't remember oil, and it's like a it's like a salt or a pepper, and it right. it's infused with it, it's like almost like pickly and and ci- so yuzu is like a citrus fruit somewhere between yes. a grapefruit and an orange. Oh, and it's it's my favorite thing. Put it on avocado and toast, game Ooh, changer. Nice, and it, like on tofu, wow. um, and I always get some when I go obviously when I go to Japan it's a Japanese thing so I was going to make that but then I just never got around to it um but I also added some padron peppers to my odd box this week because they had them so I'm going to make it nice Um, and if I do we'll just just send me a voice note and I'll just insert it in here yeah hello that's how I talk when I'm not on the pod um this is her sexy voice and if I can find the picture of that if I can find a picture of that um pineapple thing i definitely will send that as well crispy vinegar potatoes with chili paprika they sound that sounds nice yeah she's got crispy smashed potatoes with fried onion and parsley in here which sounds it's just good. a rehash isn't it um <laughs> did i have any <laughs> no i'm joking we haven't Upside... been this cutting about a, about books for a while have we since jamie he's got a new jamie. book out anyway um to think what because it's a new week <laughs> sun's going down better release a new book <laughs> what's her, on her sweet things here that is that sounds nice uh she has a crispy doesn't it? crispy chocolate cake with hazelnut sour cream yeah i'm on the swordfish steak with crispy capers page actually <laughs> there's um, a double crust peach ch- sorry no and just in my <laughs> back to me sorry <laughs> it's been a few minutes double crust peach pie with honey ginger and lime that i'm that sounds yeah, good. That too. Sounds nice. Yeah, that sounds nice. Sour cherry and sesame galette. That sounds like okay, your Okay, I'm there for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But where do you find the sour cherry? Don't know. I just leave, leave them out for a few weeks and they'll <laughs> go a bit sour. <laughs> Let them listen to this podcast. They'll get good and bitter. <laughs> Put some vinegar on them. She loves that shit. We should rate. It's going to be a good one, lads. <laughs> Shall I talk about our rating system? Yes, please. Okay. So, for all you newbies, Sorry about the anger in this one. I don't know what's wrong with us, actually. You just let us down, Ali, you know? You know, you pay £20 or whatever it is for a book and then you can only cook a couple of recipes from it. Yeah, Yeah, that sucks. 
And I didn't even have that problem when I was disappointed. Mm. Anyway. But every episode, we rate every cookbook out of five. Um, and each of those five has a different criteria. And they are as follows. Usability. <laughs> Easy for me to say. <laughs> <laughs> One time, one episode, Hannah, Hannah or I will get through the rating without fucking it up. We are a season and a half in and it hasn't happened yet. Um, usability and accessibility. That's, that's one. one. Ingredients used. How easy are the ingredients to find, etc. Aesthetics. How does it look? Is it veggie friendly? And inspirability. How inspired mm. do we feel? Um, and every episode, we also uh, change what we rate out of based on the chef or book. Um, <laughs> why are you laughing? The weariness of this is just so good. <laughs> and so, yeah, we change it. So for Alison, we are going to rate her out of brackets. Brackets! Because uh, she talks a lot in brackets. Yeah. So we did think about rating her out of dill. Yeah, many things. We could have also rated out of anchovies. Yes, anchovies. Trendy photos. Chicken. She loves chicken. She does love chicken. Crispy things. Um, But also just to say, I I haven't said this before, but also I I just feel like if you'd given me this book and told me it was Molly Baz, I would have believed you. So that's an interesting point because I actually think Molly Baz comes off better if, in comparison to these books, to this oh, book. she comes off better, particularly in our podcast, but I feel like they're very similar vibes. And I don't very know if it's similar. a Bon Appetit thing. Yeah. Or like this kind of, I don't know, that there's a certain way of cooking or, or like meal. Yes. That seems very Bon Appetit-y. Yeah, Bon appetit <laughs> Um, yes I know exactly what you mean and like not to mention the way they speak and you know trying to be quite cool but I think Molly Baz actually has like more flavour and more elements you know like we talked about all of her dishes or at least I remember saying like that all the dishes were very strong on flavour and texture and things like that and I thought that's what was missing from here was Mm. that there was just some dishes where I was just like ah it's missing that something yeah. extra but I know exactly what you mean this kind of like this, it seems to be like yeah formulaic like yes yeah yeah you know I mean the pictures and the yeah I feel like the difference there's a difference in like there's very few eggs in Alison yeah true that's whereas true whereas Molly Just, loves an it's egg it's more chicken <laughs> yeah which came true, first what came first right do you want to rate out yeah. of brackets or crispy crispy brackets Usability and accessibility, I'm giving it one because there's nothing too... I didn't come across anything too tricky, like, technique-wise or anything. Ingredients used, I'm knocking off half. I'm going to knock off half. Because just every episode... Or every episode. (laughs) Every episode. (laughs) I think we're having some kind of episode, let me tell you. In all senses of the word. Just every recipe has something that's hard, like... Uh, you know blood orange with crunchy red onion and avocado watermelon and cucumber with spicy sumac salt like you might be able to get sumac you might be able to get blood orange you know 50 percent of the recipe i could dock a whole point but i'm gonna dock them elsewhere so that's so kind i'm too kind so half of that aesthetics beautiful yeah a dream veggie friendly 
a whole point's coming off there because you do not there, I wouldn't even think that there's anything vegan in here I could be wrong but um you it would be in the minority so no it's really hard to find anything decent and veggie in this and then it's buyability I'll take off half a point as well because well no I'm gonna take off a full point if I have a sister coming over <laughs> I think <laughs> I want to make a nice meal for her and I can't find one thing in the contents that takes my fancy then I'm not inspired and this is not an inspirable book so <laughs> I'm taking off was that two and a half points gone yes so I'm giving it two and a half brackets out of five Oof, that must be the lowest of the season for me it is I really wanted to like it. Mm, I really, really, really did. I was really excited. And then I was pissed off. What are you giving? Nothing fancy. Well, it's nothing fancy on the score. So uh, (laughs) usability and accessibility. Like, yeah, yeah. It gets one. It's fine. Like you say, it's a lot of stews. Literally burning leeks. We're fine. I mean, I'm a fucked up garlic bread, so... It's me that's the bad cook there, not not the bad recipe. Um, so, yes, that's fine. Ingredients used. I feel the same as you. Do I want to take a whole point off or half a point? I feel like a half because, you know, I found I had most of the things. Yeah. Uh, aesthetics, yes, gets a point because it's, it's beautiful. It's pretty. Yeah. She's beautiful. She's pretty. Um, and great nails, man. Uh, yeah, good nails. Good clothes. Yeah. Although she's wearing white jeans on the front cover of mine, and I feel like that's not my job. After Labor Day? <laughs> the audacity. A little, a little nugget there for American fans. Um, <laughs> veggie friendly, like, absolutely not. Like, vegetables are a, literally a side thought in this. Yeah. Like, they're only sides. There's no vegetable mains. Definitely no vegan stuff. So no, and yeah, inspirability, I'm also taking a whole point off because I just can't imagine myself thinking, I know, I've got someone coming over, let me go char some leeks or something. I mean, you know, it's got some gems, that that pineapple thing is great, but it takes a whole day. So yeah, so it's two and a half for me as well, two and a half brackets, crispy brackets. I don't think she's going to be shouting us out on our Substack. No. Sorry. Um, to our tens of thousands of Sorry, followers. Alison. But that's okay. We're honest. We're here to be honest. And we wanted to like she it. She'll be and... honest too. Her personal brand is like brutal. Yes. What is it called? Honest. Candor or whatever the fuck. And you know what? If we come back and do her baking yes. book in a season or two's time, then we might have something completely different to I say. I agree. And maybe we should, um, you know? Maybe, maybe one of our seasons redemption. is coming back. Yeah, the Redemption series and it's coming back to the French Laundry and Bamafuku. No, I'm never going back to the French Laundry. <laughs> I will never. I refuse. Let's talk about our next book. Okay. We're coming back on home soil. Yeah, baby. We're linking back to the Great British Bake Off. Yes, we've come full circle since the start of the episode to now. Look at that. It was planned. Or was it? We'll never know. And so we are doing a book by Nadia Hussein. National treasure. National treasure. Maybe, you know, love of my life. Not sure. We'll see. Apart from me, hot honey, brown butter. (laughs) My son. Uh husband i guess but they're quite fairly relevant um yeah and basically it's her book nadia bakes she has an awful lot of books but we in in discussion on what we should do she won the great british bake-off we should do her baking book yes 
Not to mention, Vic sent me her book, like, last year when it came out. This exact book, so it was kind of nice that I already had it. Yes. Thank you for listening to our slight moan fest today, friends. Sorry that, you know, the vibes weren't as... Vibes. The vibes weren't as, you know, hella good as usual. The vibes were off. Sorry, but it's just, they bummed us out. It bummed us out. We don't want you to be bummed out. We want you to know the truth. Yeah, exactly. We want to, you to save your money yeah. and buy Mira Soda's book or um, yeah, Good or Molly Bass, fr- frankly. Yeah, agreed. If you're looking for a Bon Appetit style recipe book, buy Molly Bass, yeah. particularly if you are vegetarian, vegan, flexitarian, yes. because this is not the one for you. No, sorry. But yeah, love you. Thanks for listening. Love you. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, if you would like more of these uh, impeccable vibes, <laughs> you can uh, sign up to our Patreon yeah. uh, link in the show notes. And we'd be very, very grateful. And thank you to our Patreon pals. We love you. Whoa, and we'll let you know when the OnlyFans gets up and running. Baby, great British takeoff. <laughs> oh guys are you missing it Vic's taking it off right now <laughs> I'm literally not I'm literally not <laughs> we gotta go bye bye <laughs> thanks so much for listening to this episode of the cookbook circle if you enjoyed it please do subscribe and leave us a review as it helps others to find us you can see how recipes from this episode turned out on our Instagram at cookbook circle and if you make anything from the books we talk about don't forget to tag us see you next time bye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.